Hi, and welcome to the Fastest Known Podcast. I'm your co-host, the other host, um, Hillary Allen. And today we have a special episode. I'm super excited to be interviewing Brittany Charbonneau. And hi, Brittany. Nice to see you. Nice hi, to meet you. Hillary. Great to see you. Yeah. Well, you guys can't see her, but I can. Um, <laughs> you guys just get to listen. <laughs> so this is a special episode because, well, today we're actually recording on International Women's Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got to celebrate the strong ladies of the trail out there. So this is this is just one of many. She's a representation, and yeah, so we get to pick pick your brain. So those of you who don't know about Brittany, uh, she's newly a teammate of mine. She signed with the North Face this year, so super exciting. Um, but she comes from. We're gonna have these um, her resume in the show notes, but just to highlight a few things. Brittany's super fast. Um, <laughs> she comes from uh, an impressive road running career. Uh, her personal record for the marathon is two hours, 33 minutes, and 14 seconds. And that happened to be at the 2020 Olympic Trials Marathon, which she was 13th overall. So pretty impressive there. Um, and her half marathon record is an hour, 13 minutes, and 34 seconds. So again, really speedy. Um, but now she's going into the trail. So we, we're going to go into this interview and ask her kind of how she got into this. Um, she's coming fresh off a win at Moab Red Hot 33K. Uh, with This is also a course record, two hours, 18 minutes, and 49 seconds. So yeah, Brittany, you're, uh, you're crushing it in the trail scene. Um, yeah. So let's just, let's start there. So you come from a strong road running background. Um, kind of what, where did this transition occur for you going from road to trail? You know, what's crazy is it kind of transitioned because of COVID. Um, so I ran my first trail season. It was like a very baby trail season in the summer of 2019. I, my coach is a big trail runner and she tried to encourage me to get on trail and I was having no part of it. I was afraid of animals. I don't like nature, this whole thing. And so, um, I, she convinced me to go for this trail run. I of course loved it. And, um, three weeks later I signed up for the Leadville heavy half marathon and ended up winning it. Um, it was my debut trail race ever. It, you know, it was like 15 miles or something. And it was wonderful. So I kind of just had this little abbreviated trail season in the summer of 2019. And then last year, COVID hit right after trials. So I mean, the road season was pretty much canceled. And so we were kind of just figuring out what we were going to do. And of course, trails were still there, still open. And I wanted to give it another crack. Like I wanted an actual trail season um, just to see what I could do. I loved it. So we just kind of decided to pick a few races and then um, just kind of play on the trails. And then they, she and her husband told me about these things called FKTs, <laughs> which I had no idea what this was. Like not even, I'm so fresh into this trail world. So they were telling me about FKTs. And so I was like, that sounds cool. I didn't even, I had no idea it was this whole world. And um, that was kind of like where it, where it started was just because everything got shut down last year, we had to make, we had to shift. We had to make, make another decision of what we were going to do. And luckily trails were still there and, you know, FKTs and all of these things. So that's really, it kind of happened just by, by happy accident, I would say. <laughs> I love that. 
So, I mean, but I want to go back to something before we go into kind of these FKTs that you happen to find out by accident. Um, <laughs> you said that you you don't like nature and <laughs> you're afraid of animals. So how, how has that been so far? Um, it's It's been better, Hillary. Like literally... So I'm a born and born and raised native Coloradoan. I'm from Denver. I never have done trail running in my life. I was just, I was too afraid of, I didn't like the winter sports. It was too intense for me. And then also I was just really afraid of animals. I didn't know that there was apps that you could navigate trails. So I thought you're out there map and the whole thing. Um, I had this stigma about trail runners in my head that I thought that they were just like really burly people that, you know, had beards, male and female had beards. And like, I just had this (laughs) thing in my head. And then I thought that trail running meant you had to go slow. Like I just Mm -hmm. thought that that's what it was. And granted, I mean, you're running very fast. If you're going your hard effort uphill, it's still going to be obviously slower than on road just because of your climbing. And I had to learn how to navigate that. But yeah, I had all of this in my head. And so I was so anti, anti-trail. I don't camp like any of this. Um, but slowly but surely it's come together. And I have this um, piece of artwork that I made. And it's a mountain lion who is dressed up as a state trooper. And he's got his, you know, scan gun that speed gun. And in my yeah. head, I'm like, okay, if I run fast enough, the mountain lanes won't want to catch me. So the piece of art says too fast for food with the scan gun. Cause I think, okay, if I can just be loud and fast on the trail, the animals won't want me. That's my, that's my thinking. All right. Yeah, actually that's pretty good. Or, you know, like you can just be faster than the other person. So then the mountain lion can get them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> there's there's many angles to it. So, but it's kind oh, of I've gotten much braver on the trails from when I very first started. And yeah, so talk about that. Has that been is that I mean, do you think that's beneficial to just kind of your development as a person, as a human, um learning to try new things? I mean, you're 32 32. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and a very accomplished uh, road runner. I mean, I know how this feels is trying a new sport, um, cycling and learning a, a new sport as an adult coming, you know, from a pretty high level in a different sport, uh, it can be pretty humbling and pretty difficult. Um, but I think it's worthwhile. Oh my gosh, totally. And the trails have just been, I mean, I think it's been everything I've needed to be honest, you know, that I, I, and I really love the road. The road is also, it's just, I love it also, but the trails, I mean, you know, you get on top of a mountain and you realize how small you are. You realize that you're part of a way bigger picture. And then you look down and, and actually get to see what you just did, see what you just climbed versus I don't really know if you get that full perspective coming off of road. And, um, you, I think you just, you are forced to have no distractions because there is an access to technology or other people or things like that. You kind of almost are forced to be in the moment. And that has just helped so, so much. And it just is that like excuse to get away. So yeah, it's been, I think the best thing that could have happened, to be honest. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, I love that. Yeah, and because that's, that's how I found it too. I mean, I'm I'm also from Colorado. I'm not from Denver, but I'm from Fort Collins. And I mean, I, I kind of, I definitely grew up in the outdoors, but I did discover trail running till later. And that was one of the feelings that drew me to it. And the people, right? Like the, there's just something about the community of trail runners that I found that 
they are just salt of the earth people, super hardworking, so weird. I feel like the trail runner, the trail runners are my people because they're <laughs> so, so different, but they all have this wonderful vibrancy to them that they're not afraid to let that come out. And that's where I feel like that's my home of humans. <laughs> oh, I love that. So this actually re- brings a question I want to ask you. The mm-hmm. uh, funny runner. How did you get this nickname? I made it up. I, I called myself that one day. I quit my job. Um, I quit my corporate job, gosh, three and a half years ago to pursue running full time. But at the same time, I was also pursuing comedy. So I had been studying and had come off of my background in Chicago. I graduated from Second City and was doing improv and all of that here in Denver. And so I quit my job to pursue both of these because I was had this grand vision that I could do both. You know, I was like, Oh, I could be an Olympian and a comedian at the same time. It'll be great. Um, so but I, but nothing existed like that. And I felt like I needed something to call myself. I felt like I needed a, a job title, if you will. So it sounded like I was doing something legit and not just running and making people laugh. And so I created the funny runner, um, just as like a, this is who I am and this is what I do. So I had something to call myself when people asked what I did for a living. So, Oh, there you go. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so this brings me to a question of how do you merge road running and trail running, like training for both? Yeah. I was nervous about that because I didn't, I don't really know many people that do both. So, and everything I had heard, I thought you do road. And then when you retire from road, then you go to trail or you're a trail runner and you don't race road. Like I'd heard, I've heard both. And so I just thought that was kind of also where I had a, had a glitch of, do I become a trail runner or am I a road runner? But it's been wonderful to to do both. And actually they complement each other really well. I feel like, I've gotten so strong on road because of all my trail running. You know, I'm obviously doing strength training still, but getting all of that climbing in is second to none. I mean, I don't know how much strength I've built just getting climbs in. And then mentally too. I mean, I think both play so well with each other mentally. I feel like I bring a lot of my road tactics to the trail in terms of getting through things mentally and then vice versa. I feel like, I'm picking up so many tactics from having to navigate trail and like trail. There is so many variables and so many unknowns that I think the more that you can keep fine tuning that, then you can transition that like you throw speed onto that and you're, you know, I think you've got a really cool combination. So for me, I've actually really loved both and my training every week. So I probably have a half and half mix of trail and road. So I'm still doing two speed workouts a week. And then my long runs kind of vary between trail and road. So like a few weekends ago, I did a 25 mile road run. And then last week I did a 22 mile trail run. So it's kind of just varying. And my coach has been really supportive of keeping both in the mix because I think it keeps both keeps me balanced and keeps me happy. So of course, once summer hits, I think I'll try to go harder on trails as they open up a little bit more, but it's been really fun. I've never, we were chatting before this, I've never done a winter trail season. So it's been really cool to navigate that too. 
Yeah, I know. We actually, we were talking right before this is like how different our training is at the moment because <laughs> I'm training for hearing the interesting thing and uh, like doing really steep trails. So I don't know, maybe I would argue that like, you know, I'm a the slow trail runner. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you took me out on one of your, one of your climbs, I'd be cashed out. I'd be like, no, I'm good. This is, this is insane. But I do want to do that one day. That's one of my dreams is to come out with you one day and just see how long I could hang with you. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's my dream to do that on the road. Cause I would not last that long. <laughs> okay. Um, when we go on road, when we do a road run, I'm just going to take you on what I call street sweeping days. So my street sweeping days are my easy days. And it's when I go look for change because I love finding change on all my runs. And so, um, we'll just play and our goal is to find as much change as possible. All right. I would love that. I thought, you know, street sweeping days would be like, oh, let's go so hard so that by the end of it, you'll use me as a street sweeper. But, you know. <laughs> no, no, that'd be terrible. <laughs> that would be, that would be horrible. But hey, you know, sometimes I don't think I can run as fast as you. <laughs> uh, but so, okay. So obviously this is the fastest known podcast. So this is what's really cool is that you've like dove straight into trail. And so these, you've got three, well, you've got three FKTs. Um, so three fastest known times and looking these up beforehand, these are some pretty iconic routes. Um, I mean, so Boulder Skyline Traverse, like this is, this is something that got heavy attention this past summer. And so you, in also what I appreciated, this is just, you know, my bias, which I'm allowed to have. Um, but I love the unsupported aspect of this. I think that's where, like, that's the heart and soul of FKTs, unsupported, self-supported. So I like that. Um, and so all these efforts were unsupported efforts. So for your Boulder Skyline Traverse, you did it in three hours, 18 minutes and 14 seconds. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. And I had never heard of it. I know. This is the best part. This is yeah. so funny. I didn't know. So when we picked out FKTs, honestly, I'd never heard. I did not know that this was a whole world and a whole thing. And so I just was wanting more challenges on my own because I didn't think that there was going to be any races last year. So I just thought, cool, there's challenges. Like, cause I love finding, or I love trying to get crowns on Strava. One of my mm -hmm. goals last year was just how many, just see how many crowns I can get on Strava. Like it was such a weird goal. And so then this was kind of that next piece. And I kind of had the beauty of naivety on my side because I had never heard of these before. And so it was kind of nice to just go go do it and just see what I could do. But yeah, the Boulder Skyline Traverse was epic. I didn't know that you could connect all of these. I had to navigate it several times because beforehand to try and figure out the routes and all of that, which was really confusing. I had made a little card that had all of my turns and everything color, co co color coded and um, it fell out of my pack at mile one. So I kind of just had to roll with it. And, but it, yeah, that was an epic, epic day. And I read on the fastest known time uh, website that you actually got lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. For how long did you get lost? Is it Red Rocks trail? It was right, right before I got to, over across the road over to head over to Mount Sinitas. And so mm -hmm. I just, probably maybe, maybe just a couple minutes off trail on that. And then I had to stop to pee once. So I like technically got off trail there, but <laughs> no, it was a few minutes that I was off trail. Yeah. And so tell me, what did you think of Shadow Canyon and like that climb? Which one was Shadow Canyon? The first, uh, well, yeah. The would... first one? 
yeah, yeah. to go to tag Sobo and bonkers. <laughs> it's so hard. I was wonder. I I didn't. My coach told me during training that I had to work on power hiking, and I yes. said, no, no, I'm not going to power hike. I'm just going to run it. I didn't understand why I would power hike. I didn't. I was like, no, no. Why would I just? Why don't I just run the whole thing? But then you get on that massive climb, and the rocks are as tall as your face, so you have to you have to power hike, or it's too. It doesn't make sense to run. So I had to learn that. I had to put my running aside and learn how to <clears throat> power hike that. But that was good. I'm so glad that I got that done out of, out of the way, you know, the first, the first chunk of it. Yeah. Oh man. That's so funny because, and so did you learn, did you learn power hiking while you were doing the FKT? Well, she gave me a couple days in my training that I needed to power hike and I didn't really do it. Cause I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to power hike. Like I'm just going to run. Um, but then I was very humbled and now I listen to her when, I need to power hike. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I really embrace the power hike. It's like my favorite. I can do. That oh yeah, I need to figure out how to use the the sticks a little bit better. <laughs> the poles. All right, cool. Did you use poles for this for this FKT? No, I didn't for this because I knew that there was gonna it. Like I knew that that was gonna be the steepest, hardest climb probably, and then everything else was you know pretty runnable. So no, yeah, I. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. And so then, so then another notable FKT that you had this summer was the Maroon Bells four passes loop. And again, this was unsupported. So, um, I mean, you had to bring a substantial amount in your pack. I mean, I was reading, you know, what you wrote on the F on the FKT website. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Your so it was five hours, 18 minutes and two seconds. And, I've run this this loop before. I haven't like tried to run it super hard, but still it's, I mean, it's got some stout climbs and man, at the end, it's just punishing when you have to, there's, it's really rocky and super techy yeah. at the end. So yeah, let, like tell, tell us about that. First of all, I mean, yeah. What did you bring in your pack to sustain you all day? Yeah. So um, that was the longest run I had ever done by far. Um, it was just under 28 miles and obviously I've only done marathons. So um, yeah, it was, and I had run parts of it again at several different times during the summer. I had run chunks of it. So I kind of knew what to expect, um, except for the first maybe three passes. So I knew what that downhill technical was going to be like, especially coming off of that, um, off of the last pass. So I knew what that was going to be like for the most part. So I was expecting that and I had navigated that. I felt pretty comfortable on that. I actually feel pretty comfortable on the downhill technical to be like, I kind of surprised myself on that, but I had just brought, my coach had also prepped me that she wanted to, she wanted me to bring a, one of those water filter things. Yeah. Um, and I was like, nope, I'm not interested in that. That sounds too crazy. I'm just going to bring as much water as I can. I'm going to fill a two liter in my pack. And then I had all my gels. So I had, I don't know, maybe like eight or eight or so, um, spring gels with me. And that was my plan was just try to get through this as fast as I could before the sun really started to come up. So I wouldn't run out of water because I didn't want to bring the filter. And I ran out of water right at, right as I was descending right back to the start of the loop. So it was kind of perfect that I did have enough with me and I had enough fueling and all of that during that whole run. But that was crazy thinking about how massive of a loop that was all on my own. And that was by far, I've never run, I'd never run over five hours in my life. So 
pretty crazy to do that and navigate it all by myself. Um, and then do it all self-supported was, or unsupported, I suppose, um, was pretty, pretty crazy, but it was so amazing that run. If anybody ever gets a chance to just run it, I, I don't think I've seen anything more stunning than what you see on that, on the four pass loop. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's such a stunning place. And I'm going to read a quote that you did, um, that you had at the end of this. And I just loved it. And I think it's fitting for, um, for women's women's day as well. Um, but you said my coach and friends ran the entire loop after me. So when I got back to the parking lot, I celebrated by myself and my new Texan friends who had just finished their wedding at the exact same time, an incredible day an unforgettable run and an immense amount of gratitude for what I get to do. Proud of the strong woman before me who set the bar high. Yeah, there were, I, really I mean, I think I think Anime Flynn had run it and Ashley Rasavan before. And talk about two beasts on trail to follow up after and to get to run the same thing as them. I mean, and then you really start to discover all of the women in this sport that are doing massive, massive things is is really inspiring, super motivating, and just like, man, a dream come true to just get to be a part of all of it. Yeah, I love that. And, and so, I mean, to, to, you know, finish out your, your FKTs, you did the Mount Beerstadt ascent unsupported again, 56 minutes, 48 seconds. <laughs> like, that was my first 14 year in my life. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is amazing. This yeah. is so great. And what'd you think? How was it? It was so hard. Well, so I knew how much I knew what I think I had to do only like three miles to the top or something. So, and it, but I think we, I think I had to do it in 20 minute miles or something like that, a little under 20 minute miles. So this is the start of last summer. So I was like, oh, no problem. This is 20 minute miles. What is this? And then very quickly I learned 20 minute miles is an all out effort. I think, um, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Kim Dobson had the record. Um, and Kim, I mean, Kim Dobson, really another just animal on the trails. And so I don't know what I was thinking. Like I could do this. And then I remember getting towards the top when it gets really rocky and you're kind of just making your way up in a general direction. And I remember looking down and he's like, you have three minutes to get to the top of this thing. And I was looking for one of those circle things that are at the top of the tops of mountains that mark. (laughs) And so I was like, you have three minutes. So I'm just scrambling as fast as I can up all of these rocks to try and just barely get under that time. So I was humbled very quickly, but I would love to do another 14er because it was, that was so cool. Oh man. I love that. Yeah, I know it's, it's right. It's like the paces, it can be all relative. It's just about like the effort and it's so funny. Yeah. Because I mean, I, just, I have to mention this. I recently did a, um, uh, backcountry uh, traverse of Zion National Park, and we were like, we were up like scrambling on sandstone. I went with Jared Campbell and Luke Nelson, and we were up on this like sandstone peak. And like, I literally think Jared, like, he was like looking at his watch. He's like, yeah, we we like literally had a mile that took us like an hour and forty six minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it brings new meeting to sub two. So totally does, which is really fun, especially coming from a road background where every single second counts. I feel like there's a lot more wiggle room on trail. And it also just puts everything in perspective. 
you know what I mean? Like one mile can take an hour and 40 minutes and you're dead at the end. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I was too, because we were like scrambling. There was like, you know, vertical, like, I mean, I'm, you know, learning how to be comfortable on vertical terrain again. And uh, so my heart rate was like jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. So it was worth, like you basically did a road marathon. Totally. No, I did not, but okay. (laughs) We're like a half marathon. Oh man. So yeah, I mean, so like these, these FKTs are, I mean, you blew them out of the water. So, I mean, do you have any kind of more goals? Like you said, you wanted this summer to kind of, um, to, you know, focus on trail, have a bigger, bigger trail season. I mean, maybe we'll have races, but yeah. Tell us kind of what's on your, your radar for races or FKTs. Yeah. I am currently training for my first 50 K, um, next month at desert rats, trail festival in Fruta. And I'm really excited for that. It's hopefully, I mean, it's going to be a good first transition into the 50 K distance. I feel like there's a lot of opportunities in the 50 K distance on trail. I think there's a lot of marathons, but I think if I can, you know, find my footing in that 50 K distance as well, I think that I'll have a good range and ability to do both distances. Um, cause ultimately my goal which was obviously my goal last year as well, which is why I started going after some of these FKTs was to um, make the U S team for the world championships. So that's obviously my number one goal for this year is to try to make the team for this year. If it happens. Mm -hmm. So um, starting with the 50 K this spring of just kind of getting my feet wet there. And then I don't know quite yet what this summer and fall is going to look like. Um, Certainly Leadville marathon is on my radar. Pikes again is on my radar. I'd love to go back now that I know a little bit more what I'm doing and just see if I could run a faster time on pikes Um, and just continue working on my climbing. I think too, that's a piece where, um, man, there's some amazing, amazing climbers out there. um, And I'm trying to figure out how they go so fast uphill. um, I'm not quite sure yet. And then I would love to, I would love to obviously work on more FKTs. It's so fun. And I would love to try to go sub five on the four pass loop. I think that definitely would have been in the cards this past year, How, but we had to switch, switch it up a little bit. So I was going off no taper into that because pikes had come up right at the last minute. So we had to just last minute adjust my training. So we were just like, let's just get four pass done. I can do it. And then that was training for Pikes Peak. So um, I'd love to see if I could go sub five on Maroon Bells, especially now knowing the actual route and knowing kind of where I'm going and what to expect. I think I could throw that down. So I don't know. I'm going to pick out, pick out some more and just play with it. It's really cool seeing what everybody's doing out there on the trails and how many they're throwing down. And just, it's, I think it's really helping everybody get that much better too. You know, I think it's, a good challenge when there aren't necessarily as many races. I think it's really cool that we're all kind of like pushing each other because everyone just keeps taking FKTs back. And so I think it's just kind of that cool competition that is pushing us when maybe we don't necessarily have all of our ideal races in place. Right. And so do you have, I mean, I love that because I, I feel like it is. And my, my coach always says to me, steel sharpens steel. And that happens mm-hmm. to happen to like, you know, a bunch of strong ladies to run with. Um, and so what's your favorite, do you have like a certain um, kind of terrain or style of trail that you like the best? I don't know. Um, I have really only done 
everything here in the Rockies. I mean, mm-hmm. because of everything last year, I didn't really get to travel. I've raced a couple of times in Moab and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went out, I did go. So here's a very humbling moment. So one FKT that is not under my belt is the presidential traverse. Oof. We took a road trip out East this fall. So I, ha- I have a love of the presidents. I know all presidential history. I just like have this weird presidential thing. You can see Teddy Roosevelt behind me. <laughs> um, so I know I love the presidents, this whole thing. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get the FKT and the presidential traverse. So we went out East on this road trip and it was, that was the most humbling experience ever because that was a way different type of trail running than I'd ever experienced. That was granite the entire time. And that mm-hmm. was really, really challenging and really difficult on my body. My feet had never hurt worse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that was, that was interesting. So I definitely really like, I think we're spoiled out here in Colorado with our trails in terms of the runnability for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there is a lot that we have that we can run. So I really like things that are pretty runnable because I do like to go fast on them for the most part. But that being said, I haven't even ventured into the European side of things or anywhere else. I do, you know, I lived in New Zealand for two years and I never, ever once trail ran <laughs> that I'm kicking myself for. So that's a big goal is to get back to New Zealand and run trail there. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what I really enjoy and what I'm good at on different types of trail terrain, just still being so new on them. Right. Oh, but that's the exciting part. It's like the world's your oyster. And yeah, I think that's like kind of the silver lining to um, to COVID and like the races canceling, like, you know, FKTs aren't canceled and then yeah. kind of get, just get to sample a bunch of different things. Totally. And find like routes and things that I never would have done. I never would have had four pass Boulder Skyline, any of that on my radar. It never would have been on my radar and had, had none of that happen. So yeah. And so, hmm, do you, but you still think you're going to balance both trail and road? Yes. This is my goal. This is my goal. We'll see. Um, who knows? Yeah, I, I would like, I still do want to see what I could throw down on a fast road course, especially with all of my trail training under my belt. So I would like, I do have a world major on my radar for this fall. Um, so we'll see what, what I, can do. I think it'd be fun to see because last year's trials course was really hilly. So mm-hmm. I haven't run a flat course in years. So I would like to see what I could do on road and still have big goals on road too. So we'll see. This is my goal. I hope it doesn't turn out to be like my running and comedy where I was like had big dreams on both. And it was like, hang on, let's just maybe focus on one. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I love this. It's just, it's super inspiring because I think uh, it just goes to show that, you know, just, you know, just different backgrounds can do super well. And it's just a matter of trying. And yeah, no, I'm I'm just super inspired. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited, you know, well, actually, I have to, I have to announce this for, for next week, we have a really interesting podcast going on. Um, Buzz is interviewing, um, Corey Waltering and Joe, Joe McConaughey. And these two are going after the Arizona trail FKT and they're starting, they're both starting on March 23rd. So they're not going as a team, but so they're going independently with separate crews. So I'm really interested. So wow. we have to tune in next, we have to tune in next week to see what happens here. 
because it's kind of like an FKT race. And I don't know. I'm excited. To see. How far is that? Oh, the Arizona Trail. I actually, I don't know. I can look it up real fast. I think 500 and something miles. Yeah, so that's like, the Colorado yeah. Trail. It yeah. actually might be longer. I think they changed. They changed some of the, at least for the bike packing race. Um, they changed some of the course, so I think it's actually longer now. But yeah, it's pretty burly. Um, wow. Yeah. And let's see. Let's see what it says. Um. Yep, 800 miles. 800 miles. <laughs> yeah. How, what's the current FKT on that? Um. This is a really good question. All right. I can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Arizona Trail. I know. And Joe McConaughey. He's like, you know, he's he's been he's he does all of these long um these long routes all the time. So I don't know. Um, what's your guess? How about let's say this? Ooh, okay. Well, Courtney DeWalter was going to run. She was working on the 500 mile one, right? This summer. Mm -hmm. And that right. was, she was going to do it in like, I mean, wasn't it like six days or something? Days, yeah. So, okay. So the self, self-supported. So I guess they're going, they're going with crews. So we'll say supported. Um, it's Michael Vierstig and it's 15 days, 22 hours, 39 minutes F for men. And then for women, it's, uh, the supported is Helen Gelicaris and it's 17 days, 11 hours and three minutes. What? Yep. These guys are, it's gonna, it's gonna wow. be great. I can't, wait to along. I can't wait to follow this. Yeah. So I'll have to tune in next week, but, wow. um, fix my, like this puts a lot in perspective and it makes you on the short fast stuff. It's like, okay, if I can, if they can do this for 15 days, I can push harder for 15 more minutes. <laughs> I'm going to think about that, but uh, I still think what you're accomplishing and what you're doing is super impressive. Uh, yeah. It's, it's super humbling. And it's just, like I said, it's super inspiring. So um yeah, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much. And especially on, you know, International Women's Day. So I oh hope this inspires. God. Yeah, I hope it inspires the next generation of trails and trail runners, women. Yeah. I don't think you realize like how many people you were inspired because I knew about you and was inspired by you before I even right, ventured into this world. So just, I think, and now getting to be your teammate and getting to run with you has been so fun because you are just putting all that amazing energy out there. So um, absolutely right back at you. Oh, well, but thank you. And yeah, just check out the show notes. You can see more info about Brittany. And yeah, let's watch out for her on the trails this year because it's going to be fast. <laughs> Thanks, Hillary. So good to chat.